Ladies and gentlemen, this is Christian Takushi, macroeconomist with the latest geopolitical update. Inflation numbers have come out in the United States and um, quite a lot of people are a little bit surprised. Uh, they came out stronger than expected, 7.5% inflation over the same month last year. So when inflation is running at uh, an annual or analyzed pace of seven to eight percent that normally rings alarm bells for economists and uh, especially in a time when the central bank is keeping interest rates near zero and um, that is the case in most of the industrialized world inflation is running very high ladies and gentlemen we hear inflation is running at five percent six percent seven percent seven and a half percent I, I'm a bit cautious with those numbers, and I would suggest for you also to take those numbers with certain caution. Um, our governments are being very, very busy in the last 10 to 20 years um, to bring up ever more interesting adjustment procedures to, to actually um, adjust inflation numbers. Um, according to my own assessment, statistical assessment um, inflation in most in western industrialized nations is running close to 10 percent close to 10 percent of course that differs from from economy to economy and some countries a bit lower than that closer to seven percent in others is closer to 10 percent and the united states is one of them and I don't say the governments are lying to us. They're simply using methods that nobody seems to understand. Nobody seems to want to know. But um, to put it very, very simplistically, if, uh, if over the past four years, your wife tells you, you know, that the, the cost of a washing machine has, um, has doubled. I'm giving you this theoretical example. Okay, let's say... Your wife tells you, yeah, inflation is much higher than what I can read in a newspaper. The washing, the washing machine that, that I use, a similar model, uh, similar, uh, same maker, is now twice the price it was uh, four years ago. Um, but according, let's say, to government statistics, the price is the same. It hasn't changed. Um, they will basically say, well, the new washing machine has twice as many buttons, twice as many functions as the old one. So um, that compensates that the tremendous increase in quality or functionality, uh, you know, um, makes up for the increase in value. Well, it doesn't have really helped your wife because um, your your house housewife because uh, there is no other washing machine to buy. This is the only, you know, so this is the same with cars with everything basically. It's not that people can buy the old product. There is no way she can buy the old product that was available four years ago. That doesn't exist. Um, the prices have gone up, but um, for many government statisticians and economists, the increase of functionalities and buttons, uh, you know, is being used for so-called, you know, statistical adjustments. And governments keep coming up with such very, very, very good, interesting technological improvements that when they are detected, they compensate for the price increases. So 
it does in those those actually effects uh, are things that very few people care about don't even understand but um, it explains um, the the phenomenon that many people see in, in many countries in the West, uh, we saw that, for instance, when when several countries joined the EU, um, most people, this is not just housewives, a lot of people, even students, say, said prices have gone up 30%, 20%, 40% upon uh, those countries joining the EU. And uh, officially, the prices went up only 9% or 10% or even 5%. So this this is this is one of those cases when um, uh, many 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 people uh, sense that the price increases have been much more significant than what government statistics show, and of course government statistics also try to uh, smooth uh, things. They um, those statistics are often political, so the government also has a responsibility for a certain stability in the data. So it's not just, um, as many people say, uh, evil intent. That's not the case. I think there is, uh, I would say, a rather political intent to smooth the numbers and stabilize them because so many things today are linked to official CPI or consumer price indexes. I want to mention this um, uh, because it's a very important topic. As you know, in our independent research, we've been saying for years that inflation is not here to come. Inflation is already here. For many economists, investors, and experts, uh, inflation has only appeared in the last one and a half years because of COVID, they say, because of global supply chain disruptions. I completely disagree. What they're saying is that inflation in the consumer consumer realm has only appeared in the last 18 20 months but inflation in the economy has been rampant rampant over the past 12 13 years we have had massive inflation in the financial realm in the financial part of the economy we've had massive inflation in stock prices massive inflation in bond prices and also in real estate uh, how did that happen? Well, central banks have been printing a lot of money. There's been massive issues of credit. And even many um, policymakers, central banks have been purchasing stocks, have been purchasing bonds, have been purchasing treasuries, government bonds, and even real estate directly or indirectly. At the same time, forcing forcing institutional investors to buy more of that, uh, of that stuff, of the inflated assets. So... Many uh, Western industrialized nations have been printing money and using that printed money out of thin air to uh, to finance their massive deficits, to finance their COVID handouts, and to finance the purchases of stocks, bonds, and real estate. So they have been inflating the prices of their financial assets. That has been a massive inflation. So when people tell you that inflation is just a new phenomenon, be careful with that. Um, I think this is misleading. We have had now um, the, at least um, 12, 13 years of massive inflation in the economy. What we can say is the phenomenon was limited to the financial realm. Now it is affecting also the real economy and consumer prices. But um, 
yeah, it, it, that is this money printing uh, has already been causing inflation for for quite a number of years, more than a decade. All right, this is something I wanted to mention. The third area I want to mention concerning inflation is that um, you should also, I suggest that you are careful and cautious with believing what central banks are saying. Many central banks are coming out and making statements that they're very concerned about inflation. They're watching it very carefully. And um, I wouldn't buy that, you know. I don't believe that our central banks are that concerned about inflation. The truth of the matter is they have been doing everything they could to create this inflation. Uh, they needed this inflation. Uh, the only thing that is keeping many Western economies, many Western governments from going bankrupt and defaulting on their debt is this inflation that we have. So many of our governments, many Western governments need interest rates are zero or below zero and high inflation in order to continue existence. So many of these Western governments of our Western nations are so over-indebted and near default, they need to create as much inflation as possible and at the same time keeping interest rates at zero. That works actually to reduce the, the real value of the debt that they have, allows them to create more debt and keep the debt running. It also uh, works as a massive tax on on the population, especially on lower income and mid-income families. And on the other hand, it uh, forces people to become more dependent on government handouts, which they're happy to, to deliver with printed money. So that gives the governments a bigger say, a bigger control on the economy and keeps people also a little bit more dependent on the incumbent parties or the the mainstream parties that are running governments right so there is a certain interest in creating inflation and um and when now policymakers and governments are saying they're very worried about inflation and they're thinking about raising interest rates to combat inflation i would also don't i would also be careful with <laughs> with those statements i would not believe them really at face value Let's put it this way, if our governments would be really so concerned about inflation and the purchasing power of um, poor people, low-income people, or, you know, uh, the average household in our economies, then inflation um, would be already being mitigated with higher interest rates. If our governments really cared about inflation, and inflation is running at 7%, then government key interest rates would be at least at 7%. Okay, so if inflation in your country like the UK is running at 5%, then the central bank should be holding key interest rates at at least 5% to fight that inflation. And if it is just going to raise inf inter key interest rates to let's say 1% or 2%, let's say 3%, but your inflation is running at 7.5%, well, let's put it this way. Um, your government is going from extremely loose money to somewhat loose money, that doesn't help. You know, to go from extremely reckless loose monetary policy to somewhat loose monetary policy does not stop inflation. So um, if inflation is 7.5% in the US, as is the case now, um, I think 
if the, and if the Fed was serious about fighting inflation, they would have interest rates at least at 5%, at the very minimum. So what they're doing is they're saying, well, maybe we'll raise it, maybe we will go, I mean, they imply they will go to 3%, maybe sometime this year. In Europe, they're saying, oh, wow, inflation is running much stronger and hotter than what we expected. Uh, maybe at the end of 2022, we may start raising interest rates and markets panic, you know, markets panic. Markets are so spoiled and our economy is so vulnerable that investors panic at the fact that sometime later this year, the ECB may start moving interest rates a little bit. So I personally would be very cautious with all that. Uh, I think... Uh, our listeners should be ready for either more inflation with uh, very hesitant central banks or central banks using this situation to actually shock markets, you know, to waiting for the moment to shock markets, raising interest rates much faster in a much stronger fashion than what markets are expecting. That works in a way, you know, that it can work to let the market, um, you know, think the central banks are not doing much and then shocking markets that actually can help because uh, by shocking markets, uh, central banks can cool the economy much more than if they would just do a gradual step by step, you know, incremental or increase in key interest rates. So this idea of guessing the number of interest rate hikes <laughs> Don't take it seriously. I mean, uh, to, to guess if they're going to be five or six or seven interest rate hikes, I personally laugh about that. I really smile at that because they're talking about mini, mini interest rate hikes, baby interest rate steps. So, you know, to predict if they're going to be five or six or seven mini interest rate steps is in a way meaningless because the central bank would raise interest rates just in two waves, in two moves by 100 or 150 bips, you know. So I think to to, to try to calculate or, number or, you know, guess the number of uh, interest rate hikes is, um, is a little bit, uh, yeah, what should I say, um, a misleading exercise trying to give us some kind of comfort. Uh, that is not really helpful because the real thing, the only thing that matters is if central banks are going to raise interest rates and by how much in what time span. And it could be just also in two months, you know, with only one, within two months with just two moves, right? Um, anyway, because I do not see central our central banks uh, shifting interest rates to the level of inflation, I think that this discussion is um, kind of, um, I don't want to say obsolete, but not very, very relevant. What is more important, I, I think, is what is happening with, um, with monetary policy. If central banks are really um, going to reduce the balance sheet or not, the fact is that central banks are moving, in the West at least, moving from extremely loose monetary policy to lose monetary policy. But they're talking about tightening, but there is no tightening here. Markets, experts, they all talk about tightening. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no tightening here. Tightening would be taking interest rates uh, to the level of inflation, 
let's say 5% in the UK, 3-4% in Germany and uh, France as well, at least that, and 7-8% uh, in the United States. That would be tightening. Uh, but they're not going to do that. And tightening would be also to really reduce the balance sheet of central banks. But they are nowhere near that. All they're saying is they're going to print less money or buy less bonds. So um, at this stage, I would say there is no, no such a thing as tightening. There is um, a little bit less loose expectation of slightly less loose monetary policy. So um, the environment is still quite conducive for this artificial rally in financial assets. That is the truth and that's the reality. So um, while our world economy is in a difficult spot and um, Western economies are overstretched and financial assets in the West are extremely expensive and overstretched, we also have to, and they're also, of course, vulnerable to a massive correction of 20, 30, 40% or more. We also have to acknowledge that central bank policy is still very conducive to more of that artificial, you know, inflation of financial assets. So if there is a correction, we shouldn't be surprised that uh, this huge amount of excess money out there will again flow into the stock market and risk assets. All right. This is just something that uh, I felt was worthwhile mentioning. In one of our next uh, podcasts, we will be discussing the, the, you know, the situation, the position of Germany in this uh, Ukraine-West conflict and uh, what I would call the strategic rapprochement between the United Kingdom and Germany as a result of um, the U.S. foreign policy on Ukraine. That is all for now. I want to thank you for your kind attention. This is an independent geopolitical research by Christian Takushi.